What if you wrote your first book and it sold 11 million copies? You might be tempted to write another book. Jack Countryman did, and he never looked back. This is John Snyder for The Walk. Our guest today is the Vice President and Publisher Emeritus of Thomas Nelson Publishers, and essentially the creator of the Christian gift book business. Jack Countryman, now 93, is a recognized name in the field of Christian publishing. He joins us today to share his faith journey and talk about his extraordinary career. I grew up in a Christian home. My parents are both Christians. I accepted Jesus when I was eight years old. Uh, but uh, I would have to say that I was had to be at least 30 years of age before I really got serious about walking with the Lord. And... Uh, it's been quite a journey ever since then. I'm now 93. Wow. And I, uh, my life is filled with all kinds of excitement for publishing and writing and doing things. So the Lord has blessed me beyond all imagination. Well, that's great. 93 years. And uh, yes. so 63 years about of, of conscious faith, I guess you could say, something like that. Huh? I would say, say so. And it's it started out slowly, but it's gotten greater in the in the past few years, and let's say the last twenty years, I've really been walking closely with the Lord. I think that happens, you know. Um, I'm thinking back in my years. The more the older I get, the more serious I get, and um, I like being old. I just wish I had a twenty-five year old body. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can relate to that. That's for sure. <laughs> Uh, tell me, uh, what was the uh, the first inkling you ever had of writing? Uh, did it you always wanted to be a writer, or did that kind of dawn on you at a later date? Or how did that happen? Well, I, I've been in publishing for forty years. Yeah, and uh, as as we got further into publishing, I uh, created a book called God's Promises for Your Every Need. I I did that um, oh about forty years ago. And so uh, as we developed that book, uh, it, I discovered that people wanted to know what God has promised them. And the sales of that book today is 12 million. That's amazing. Yes. People, people really care about that issue. Yes, they really want to know what God has promised them. So it was a topically oriented scripture book. Yeah when, what the Bible has to say about, and that sort of thing. And so uh, it is um, just taken off. And I mean, even today, it sells 100000 a year. Wow, that's amazing. So your first book was about 50 years of age, somewhere in there. Yes. And it was a devotional. Yes. What caused you to write this, write a book on devotionals rather than some um, some other type of topical book? Well, I was just taken with the thought that uh, uh, of the promises of God. I, I, I'm quite a student of the Bible, and as I searched the Bible and discovered all the different ways God is prom- makes promises to us and fulfills those promises, that uh, I decided to uh, really do a, a, an in-depth study of uh, the promises of God, and therefore I came up with 81 different subjects. Hmm. Uh, I started searching the scriptures and and how that just all developed. And so in the end, uh, we had a 320-page book and wow. uh, all filled with topically oriented scriptures. 
And you, this was your first attempt at writing, you say? Yes. Yes, it was. So your first attempt at writing sold over 11 million copies. Yes. That's not bad, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it's pretty good. That's all I can say. God was in it, for sure. Well, tell us a little bit. Um, obviously, devotions and devotional time is very important to you, and it should be. What do you think the importance of devotional and devotional time for a person every day is? Just give us a little summary of your feeling about that. you need to spend a few moments in the Word of God. That sets the stage for your communion with God. And as you talk to God, you need to open up your heart and let Him know exactly where you are and what is important to you. And you need to discuss with him what he wants you to be and how he wants you to live. And I say that when you do that, God, through his spirit, nudges you and speaks to you and helps you become a person that you can be proud of, Mm -hmm. that you can be humble before the Lord. And because he does want to communicate with each and every one of us because we are important to the Lord and he loves us with an everlasting love. So you would say, um, first comes the word and uh, you have any recommendation of minutes like 10, 15, 30? Oh, but I say 10, 10 to 15 minutes, yes. Okay, and then prayer. And then we seek the Lord in prayer, open up your Lord in prayer. And then after that, you need to ask him about what he wants you to be, what he wants you to do, what he wants you to become, because the Lord has a mission for each and every one of us and wants us to follow that mission. In your view, then, um, what makes a good devotional? What what are the essential components of a good devotional in your your mind? Well, I think it always starts with Scripture. Yeah. the oriented scripture that leans to something you can discuss. You can you, you give the scripture, and then you talk about the scripture, and the place that scripture has in your life and in the life of anyone you want to communicate with. Okay. And then that leads to some decisions about for the person, are they going to follow that life? Yeah. To be all that God wants them to be, or are they going to continue to follow their own path and be their own person, which is sudden death? Yep, it is. Well, over the years, then, um, have you ever noticed that I know that publishing changes, writing changes, style changes over the years, and you've been doing this plenty of years. Let's see, 40 years you've been writing devotionals. Yeah. Do you think the uh, your style has changed with the cultural change that has taken place? Well, I'm, I'm really topically oriented now. As my latest book is The, uh, the Miracle of Peace, mm-hmm. I, I, I think in today's wild market, in the days of the wild world, where everybody is chasing and doing everything, they all are hungry for have a sense of peace about themselves if they're a Christian, about their relationship with God. Regarding the genre of um, of devotionals and special gift devotionals, walk us through the history of that. 
Uh, when would you say, I'm, I'm not familiar enough with the history of devotionals to say when they became popular, when they first got started, how they got started, that sort of thing. Well, I started writing devotionals, you know, some time ago, and I have found in recent years that uh, spending time with the Lord has become an important thing for serious Christians. Yep. And uh, so uh, it, they 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 have become important to the point that someone wants to spend ten minutes, fifteen minutes, thirty minutes a day, and be in union with the Lord and communicate with Him. And uh, I think people find real blessing in a time with Scripture and a time of devotion. Because uh, devotions have a way of opening up your heart and drawing you close to the Lord, and uh, that is what it's really all about. So I guess you would say, um, as long as you're using mostly Scripture, then the style doesn't need to change, because the Scripture's not going to change. That's right. And so you may just make a difference in the way you shape something or present it or uh, or explain it. Do you have much explanation after the Scriptures, or mostly just the presentation of the Scriptures uh, in a topical sense? I have a lot of explanation after Scripture. Okay. I, 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 that the scripture opens the door to communication with the Lord. Yeah. You know, the, the, the foundation is the scripture, but beyond that is you can pour out your heart to the Lord and he will listen to you and give you reassurance that you need. Mm -hmm. Well, it's kind of like the same, um, same concept of preaching, isn't it? Uh, the yeah. scripture is the foundation. You got to stay with it. Explain it as it is. Don't don't uh, wander off and create your own philosophies and ideas. Just explain the scripture and try to apply it as uh, positively as possible. Yes, exactly. Okay. You know, you you build your foundation on the Word of God, and then your expression leaps off of that foundation, and you explain to the Lord or to whoever that this is exactly what you want to do or want to be or want to accomplish or have a plan or developing a plan or, you know, just various genres you can go to. Well, you've seen a lot over the years then about uh, just the industry of publication. How would you do you explain the current state of the industry today? Today, people are more open to the Word of God and to books that deal with uh, subjects that are important to them than ever before. I find that I have greater acceptance today than I ever have. Well, of course, I've been doing it for 40 years, and I've built a foundation, but I think people are interested in the subjects that uh, I'm writing about. I, I recently did a book called The Power of Hope. Well, hope's a big subject. Yeah. And that now it's the miracle of peace. I think peace is a huge subject because People want to be at peace with themselves and at peace with the Lord and at peace with their fellow man. And uh, it's just uh, such an important thing, because if you're not at peace, you are really disturbed. So I, I just uh, uh, wanted to expand on that and give people a thought from the Word of God, because everything I write on is based on Scripture, that uh, he loves them, he cares about them. And I give uh, in the book, I bring about uh, peace with various people in the Bible, 
And so I just felt like, hey, the Lord wants us to be at peace with him and peace with our fellow man and peace with ourselves. So I wrote in such a way that and gave examples. Of, I have 20 different people here who found peace in difficult times of life. Hmm. One man lost his wife, and through that, he still found peace. Another two or three have cancer, and through that, they still have found peace. So I, I bring about through these 20 people that, I, that are writing about their experience that God truly wants to have them to have peace and to, and let them know that we all need, need peace. And that's what God really wants for us. Yeah, especially now when the whole world seems like it's at war, not just militarily, but war between the sexes, the generations, the, the races. I mean, I've never seen uh, in my life, I've never seen uh, either America or the world in as much turmoil and warlike attitudes and behavior as today. It's really That's right. strange to me. It seems like everybody's angry about something. Yeah, I know. You've got to be angry or you're not, uh, you're not well known. You've got to wave the flag and join the march, for seems like yeah. to me. Well, um, okay, that's, that's a good statement of the industry itself. And I'm glad to hear that people are, would you say, increasingly becoming more and more interested in Scripture? I think so. As they discover that the, the the God has all the answers they'll ever need in the Word of God, yeah, that's right. That uh, they've become more interested in the Word of God, and I think they're encouraged by like men like myself and others, as they explain the Scripture and give the people some hope that um, they really uh, discover that uh, God does have the answer. That's good advice for the preachers too, as well as the writers, huh? Yes. Well, what, how do you? Uh, how do you? Well, uh, let's see. I should put this. Uh, what's, what's the future of this publication industry? I know it's changed over the years. It's much different from what it used to be. But uh, how, what do you see the future of of this industry is? Well, I think from the area of gift book, it is very bright because people are discovering these little books that give them answers in short bites, which people love. Yeah. Uh, you know, a little bit of scripture, a little bit of thought. And uh, I have, I got five minutes in my book for today and that satisfies me. And uh, so I think that that is the secret. And I, I just feel like the future is bright for gift books because the more we have, the more people like them, the more yeah. people give them and it becomes uh, a, something that, uh, you know, you want to be involved with. So you shoot for about five minutes of reading time for each little piece. Yes. All right. Well, that's good yes. advice. That's good. It's yes. good. Good to know that. Well, you see, you don't get bored that way. Yeah, that's right. I know. And also, people—they're uh, not used to reading long books anymore, are they? I mean, they don't—they don't want long books. They're long chapters. They—they they just were used to commercials and quick, quick sound bites, and so it helps us to uh, maybe just do a five minute and on the road. Something like that. You know, and then they feel like they can do it every day without it in disturbing their daily uh, problems or daily things they want to be involved in. Yeah. And so it becomes an easy trip. Well, what would your, uh, there are a lot of people out there who would like to be writing devotionals and uh, encouraging books. 
what, what advice do you have for the aspiring writers who may be listening to this broadcast now? Well, if you are interested in writing, start writing. And if you may only self-publish the book yourself, but you have a certain sense of satisfaction in what you create. Yeah. So I want to encourage anyone that's in the, in the mood for writing to do it so that you can have something in that's permanent, something you can refer to, something you can go back to, or you can, might want to submit it to a publisher and bingo, you might just possibly get, if, uh, if it's really good, it might possibly get published. So I yeah. want to encourage anyone and everyone that wants to start writing to do so. So you would encourage people to self-publish uh, more than uh, some other forms, is that right? Well, you, the thing is, you're not always going to be picked up by someone. That's right. So if uh, you find that no one is interested in publishing you, publish it yourself. Give it to your friends, you know, and it's because the things that you, it's on your heart that you say might just be a benefit to someone else. Yeah. And it might be a real joy to someone who's been looking for the answers that you're supplying to them. It's like that psalm that says, uh, let the redeemed of the Lord say so, right? Tell you, tell yes. your story, stand up and speak up, and uh, someone's going to listen. That's right. What I've told my congregation is people who, th- who think they don't have anything to say really do. And in some cases, all they have to do is tell their story. They don't have to be apologists or professional preachers or anything. Just tell what God has done for them. And a lot of times that's, that's enough to get someone's attention. Well, you see, in the Miracle of Peace, I have people relating their story of when they found peace in difficult times. And those, and that's exactly what they're just doing. They're giving one instance where the Lord reached out and touched them and blessed them and gave them a sense of peace, even in the difficult times. You know, uh, I have uh, in the in the book Anne Graham Lotz. Anne Graham Lotz happens to be Billy Graham's uh, daughter. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'd like to read a little bit of what she wrote, if I may. Yeah, sure, please. She says, my life goal is to know God better today than I did yesterday, better tomorrow than I do today. I want my life to bring God glory. I want to know him and make him known so that when people see me, they'll want to know Jesus because of what they see of him in my life. It's possible to achieve this goal If I'm sick or well, rich or poor, loved or rejected, young or old, I can also achieve it as I submit to surgery for cancer in a hospital waiting for chemotherapy, Mm -hmm. as I lie on a radiation radiation bed, I can bring God glory speaking at my father's funeral or kneeling at my husband's grave or preaching from a podium or fixing a meal for my family. So be encouraged. One day we will be in heaven where there will be no more hard places of death, disease or disaster, no more tears or grief or sickness or pain. Old things are going to be wiped away and everything will be made brand new. Best of all, our desire to make God will be fulfilled, to meet God will be fulfilled. 
We will not see just the backside of God's glory. We'll see his face, and that will be heaven, the ultimate gift of God's peace. Mm. That's good stuff. Is that from a book she wrote, or did she write that to you, or how, where did you find that? That is in the book. Okay. But did that That's come it. Did it, did it come from a book she wrote? Did she write a book, something like that? No. no. These were just thoughts she gave from her heart. Oh, well, that's good stuff. Well, thank you. A couple of quick questions before we close here. Um, what, what are you thinking about your next project? What are, you, what are you working on now? I'm working on a book on these called Bible Prayers to Guide Your Life. And this is a study in Scripture of God's answer through prayer, how he did that, mm-hmm. and accessory prayer, and various forms of prayer, and the answers that God has uh, giving to us through prayer. And so um, uh, here, I'll, I'll, I'll let you know what the content is. Okay. It starts with um, God's, with the amazing answers to prayer. And I, I name about 20 people, Abraham, Jacob, Rachel, Israel, Moses, Joshua, various persons. And the second subject is the intercessory prayer. And about Jesus as the, our intercessor, and then our intercessory for others, and the Holy Spirit in intercession. And then I address the great intercessors of the Bible. And there are about 20 of these. And then I talked about prayer promises and preparation for prayer and attitude for prayer, conditions of prayer, and praying the Psalms. Mm-hmm. And so this this is a book that uh, is all about your prayer life and hopefully bringing it to uh, the forefront mm-hmm. because we need to spend time with the Lord. Sounds like Martin Luther just wrote that. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's good stuff, Jack. Well, I do hope that people take to heart this conversation. That people understand that the Lord wants to bless them with a with contentment and hope. And if they will just surrender themselves to the Lord, lean not on their own understanding. Mm-hmm. Acknowledge him in all their ways, and what does happen? Direct he will direct Yeah, it's just so important that you let God come into your life. He's standing there waiting for you. Yeah, he, he wants to be involved with you. Just open your heart and let the Lord come in, and let Him love on you, and guide you, and direct you to be the person. He wants you to be, and he will do that. You've been listening to book legend Jack Countryman, pioneer of the Christian gift book industry and major force for Thomas Nelson Publishers. You can find his books anywhere, known for their primary focus on the inherent transforming power of God's Word. Millions have been inspired and encouraged by his writing. Thanks for joining us today. Watch for other upcoming guests who are on the front lines of the Christian faith around the world. Again, this is John Snyder for The Walk. Until next time.